Welcome back to WagerAger. D-Nice, we've got a, a quad pod here, a four-way quad pod. We've got Coach, who did a good job last week breaking down Wentz versus Hurts, so we invited him back. We've got JJ and Yanni, I just talked to you about five minutes ago, but they did a good enough job as per usual, and I welcome them back. What's going on, fellas? Just say hi at the same time, I guess, maybe. Hi. Hi. I just feel good that I passed my tryout, apparently, last week that I was unaware of. So... <laughs> It's your second time. I think it was your (laughs) second time on. First time was AFC Futures. You picked the Ravens to win the AFC. You you talked yourself. Oh, that was super early. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But hey, it's still alive. I mean, they're they're not three to one anymore, but they're not like you know the seventeen to one that they were a couple weeks (laughs) or a few weeks back when they were six and five. Speaking of futures, we're here to talk futures. There's not really a format, but I think it's a good time. Probably a better time would be next week after you know the playoff seedings are set. But because there's like a million and one, probably not a million, but there's there's a lot of you know potential matchups in the first round. I'm sure we'll talk about what the matchups currently are at this point, but we'll just kick it around. Maybe we'll start NFC and talk about any value that we see or just you know kick it around. And maybe I'll just say, let's just start by talking about the Seattle Seahawks at four to one. And that'll play the conversation out from there in terms of who we like, who we don't like, who we can rule out, who we can actually, you know, say, still have a shot. Chicago bears at 35 to one, probably not, but you never know. Seattle Seahawks, good place to start. Talked about it in the last podcast a little bit. This team has had a few seasons. I feel like in one started undefeated. Russ was MVP. And I was like, I'm not even going to bet on it because it's a lock at this point. Wasn't a lock. He's not winning MVP. (laughs) They hit the skids. That defense looked awful. Now, all of a sudden, they're back after dropping to, what, third in that division, I think, at one point. Now, all of a sudden, they're back, and it's like, wow, should we be considering these you know, Seahawks as title contenders? They haven't given up more than what did Yanni say? 30 points. Like, the last time they gave up 30 points was against the Bills, but they haven't given up more than 17 in, like, five weeks, right, Yanni? You got it. What do we think about Seattle to win the NFC, to win the Super Bowl even? The, the NFC is crowded. Look, just look at the odds, right? You got four teams at around five to one or less to win the NFC. And we're talking legitimate teams, obviously Saints, Seahawks, Packers, Bucks. Uh, maybe the Bucks are the odd man out, but it's hard to tell. We'll see how they perform this weekend. You know, so, you know, the Saints, if they win, they get the buys. Isn't that what we talked about in the last podcast? So, Saints, I mean, they if win. They, the Seahawks, the Seahawks, Seahawks get the buy. Right. Seahawks win, Packers lose, right? Yeah. So, and their defense is playing, which is, you know, key right now. If they can get that extra week of rest, you know, I I definitely, you know, would look to them over maybe the Saints, but the Packers just worry me with with their offense. Rodgers at the helm. And his experience, he's been there. He knows what he's doing. I mean, you can Lambeau home field advantage. Don't forget that. Just saw that on Sunday night in the snow and the Titans didn't want to have anything to do with it. (sighs) Yeah, I guess. I think you just scared him now. (laughs) (laughs) That was a big sigh. He's like, Jesus. No, I was just remembering, you know, Derrick Henry falling about seven yards short of the, of his prop. That's, that's (laughs) all you, you and me both, my guy. Yeah, I think that was all, all four of us involved. (laughs) Yeah. But no, I, I think this is a really difficult one, difficult one for me to call, especially before we find out who gets that for the first round by. 
it's tough. There's so many situations at hand. And I know somebody else probably just wanted to talk there and I just jammed myself in. But real quick, <laughs> Seattle, if the playoffs started right now, and it's going to start in a few days, but if this all holds suit, holds pat, Seattle is hosting the Rams first round. That's not a layup for Seattle at mm-hmm. all. <laughs> no, and, and honestly, look at who Seattle has played since they've had this great, you know, defensive, you know, comeback. The Giants, the Jets, Washington, and okay, the Rams. But the Rams have been on the skids too. So, you know, it, it's it's a nice number, right? It sounds good. But when you look at the competition they're up against, I'm, I'm still not sold on that defense, right? I, I'm just really not. They, they okay. haven't – I mean, even the Eagles. The Eagles scored 17 points when Wentz was playing like complete garbage, right? And, and they left a lot of points on the field that game and only scored 23 against the Eagles who were struggling and turning the ball over at that time. So – you kind of go through those last couple games. It's, it looks nice. It sounds nice. But once you go to true competition in the playoff level, I, I don't think that defense holds up. I don't. And and their offense hasn't shown up either. You know, yeah, they put 40 on the Jets. Great. 20 against Washington. 12 against the Giants at home. Right. Um, 23 away against the Eagles. 20 at home against the Rams. Rams have a legit defense, so that's fair. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't like them in the playoffs. I think competition's too steep. That defense is too weak down the middle and on the outside. And, and that's where the NFL's played now, right? It's your big time wide receivers. And then you're going to get gashed over the middle if your linebackers can't cover. And, and that's what they've shown they can't do. Okay. I'll let Yanni give any rebuttal. And then if not, we're going to throw Seattle out and I'm not going to bet on Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't know how much of a rebuttal I'm going to give. I mean, I think you know, before before you look too closely, I think you obviously you've got to first eliminate the bottom feeders in both the NFC and the AFC, right? You know, you got to look at the NFC here and say um, the Cardinals, Washington, the Giants, Dallas, Chicago—they're not winning this. They're not winning the NFC. They're not winning the Super Bowl, right? I mean, it's just—it's not going to happen. So you, you got to look at the top feeders there, obviously, and figure out. You know, are the Packers a shoo-in? Are you know, can the Saints challenge them? And and you, you know, you go down the list. And and as you guys were talking about the Seahawks, I you know, I, I can't fully buy into them either. Um, it's just for me, it's tough to see anybody going into Lambeau and 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 beating them at this point. I mean, the way they've got that home field there, and and you know, even without fans, Rogers is is damn near perfect at home. I don't know. I mean, the Seahawks, they somewhat match up with the Packers, but I don't know that they have the corner that's going to be able to slow Devontae Adams mm-hmm. down. I mean, that that would certainly mm-hmm. worry me there. I mean, I like Russell Wilson. I think he gives them a chance, and I do think the defense is playing better, even though, you know, as was mentioned there, feasting on some lesser competition certainly helps. So, you know, there's a little bit of value there with the Seahawks. I don't think there's enough value for me to pull the trigger there. Okay. So we've talked ourselves through that. We've talked ourselves through that. We've talked ourselves through the Packers a little bit, and maybe we should touch on the Packers a little bit more. A few weeks ago, I really thought that I was going to see the Packers at least lose another game or lose in the playoffs because that defense, I'm not, I'm still not entirely sold on it. Mm -hmm. Rogers not turning the ball over and that home field advantage, I think is the greatest equalizer that they can ask for. And that's why, we all think that it's going to be tough and we all know that it's going to be tough for the Packers to lose at home. I mean, so how about this? Who can go into green Bay 
and beat the Packers? Is it the Saints? Is it the Rams if they get Jared Goff back? Is Jared Goff even worthy of being their starting quarterback next year? That's neither here nor there. It's not the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> We're all shaking. <laughs> yeah, but like, we all know it's that. Is it Tampa Bay? Does Tampa Bay have a shot to go up there? Green Bay came down there and lost. Who has a shot to go into Lambeau and take? I don't out? think Tampa's. I don't think Tampa's defense could could hold back the Packers. No, I just don't think they can. No, and, and offensively, you know, the pass rush that the Packers can get to, you know, with Brady there, I mean, that's not going to be good for them either. I, I, you know, I think here's the thing: it, this is such an important game for the Packers this week because of that home field advantage. If the Packers went to Seattle or went to New Orleans, totally or, different. You know, t- yeah, I, I mean, we're looking at you know, yeah. I mean, we're looking at a totally different scenario. If they secure that home field, I, I don't know. I guess I would say personally, I think the Seahawks would have the best shot to go in there and do that. I think it would probably be a somewhat close game. Um, you know, I just I don't know. And, and you know, for me, the Saints, the unknown with Michael Thomas is huge. If we knew he was playing, we knew he was healthy, all of a sudden, to me, the Saints elevate because, you know, you look and they become a complete team. Where they are right now, with that, with the unknown with Michael Thomas, they're kind of boxing with one hand tied behind their back yeah. because we just don't know against a quality opponent that they're going to be able to throw the ball. So I certainly wouldn't trust them going into Green Bay and, and winning that game. If I had to pick one team in the NFC, I think the Seahawks would be the most capable of going into Lambeau and winning. Just because Russ can just, you know, pull magic and pull a rabbit out of his ass. I'll tell you what, one of the teams, and maybe the Saints are probably a team that could go in there. One of the teams that I think could go in there and went in there this year, I'm pretty sure, and beat the Packers. They're going to miss the playoffs is Minnesota with Dalvin Cook just thrashing them. That's a team that could do it. They're not making the playoffs, though, because Kirk Cousins does, you know, Kirk Cousins things. I said I wouldn't mention any teams that aren't in the playoffs, and I just did. But that's well, kind of what it takes. Yeah, but that and, and that almost leans towards the Saints' composition as well, except with a tremendously better defense. Um, but you know, we watched it in prime time. What was that? The Friday night game, Saturday night game. I don't know. Watching who knows watching, at this point. Uh, they played on every goddamn game. Of the get week. his six <laughs> should have been seven touchdowns of the game. Yeah. Um, but. You know, I mean, that's obviously an extreme case situation, and it was against Minnesota. But you know, they have they could take advantage of the Packers' weaknesses on defense, and they do have a good, good uh, defense themselves. But I I agree with Yanni; they they really need to be at home if they legitimately want to be able to pull that off. Yeah, I, I actually I'm I'm it's interesting because I'm on the other end of this spectrum from you guys a little bit. And and I think Tampa Bay is actually constructed well mm. to compete with the Packers, right? So if, if you look at you know the look at the defense specifically, right? One of the best pass rushers in the league, you know, and not just you know flashing the pan early, consistently throughout the whole year. Uh stud linebacker, Levante David, right, can kind of t- stay with Tunyon. Um, you know, he's good in the run game as well. Then you move out to the corners. They're young, but they're tall and long. And that's one of the things that um, Devontae Adams has struggled a little bit with when, when God forbid, he ever struggles, right? So put that in right. context. Um, so, so those base matchups you look at, and then you say, well, the Buccaneers are one of the best second-half teams in the league. They are. Because they look like garbage most of the time in the first half, and then they end up putting most of their points up quarter three and four. And if you go back and look at their last number of games, that's where they put up their damage. 
So to me, the most dangerous to them, even going on the road, is if Tampa Bay can put a first half together or or just be close, they have a real shot. Pass rush, linebackers, big corners, on top of the fact that they're a second-half team. And if you look at the Packers, they're traditionally this year not a second-half team. They blow people out the gates early, right? I mean, completely blow them out of the water. 21 points like at a shot, right? Then they start to back off for whatever reason. It's not clicking all the time. Again, still solid offense, not taking anything away. Um, But if you line all those things up and say Tampa Bay, and and I don't know the alignment of all the the seedings off the top of my head, but if they can get their NFC championship game or, you know, they play them in the second round, you know, at at plus 500 odds here, I'd want to see a little more, right, from a number perspective, but I still think they're constructed the best. You know, New Orleans hasn't played that well. I know they blew a team out of the water recently. Seattle, again, we already touched on. Rams, eh, okay, if the offense can keep up, but I don't think it can. And, and that's why I, I, I lean on Tampa Bay for the best best to go after Green Bay there. Well, and it's fair, you know, who gave the Packers the biggest beating of the year? They torched yep. him. They torched him down in Tampa. 100%. Yep. Now, it's an, away, it's an away game for the Packers, to your point. But – and the, the best part about this, too, is Tom Brady doesn't care what weather you play in. He doesn't. Right. And that that's the other thing with a lot of these quarterbacks you look at, you know, what's Russ going to do in, you know, the cold? OK, you know, Seattle gets cold and windy, probably good. Um, Drew Brees, I don't think he has the arm strength to play in <laughs> exactly. Everyone he doesn't have the arm strength to play in a dome anymore. So <laughs> we can roll you know, out Lambeau Field. <laughs> Jared Goff's probably going to be missing a digit by the end of the year. I mean, yeah, he's, you know, you, yeah. So you look at those things and it's to me, it just everything points towards Tampa Bay now. Head-to-head, what would that look like, especially after a couple games? Could there be injuries, all this other stuff? Um, but from a value perspective, I think Tampa Bay gives you the most bang for your buck if you're looking other than the Packers for an NFC bet. Five to one right now. Bookmaker, sharper book, plus 466. So Fando has a better line there. There's more money maybe on there and more exposure there that Bookmaker. Uh, what's interesting is that Fando has, I think we talked about, finalist matchups. Plus 290 Packers Saints, plus 420 Packers Bucks, plus 440 Packers Seahawks. I don't know exactly how the seeding works this year, like you guys were saying. Yeah, that's hard. Uh, Tampa is the five seed. Say they beat, I don't know, Washington first round. Would it reseed and then they'd go up to Green Bay in the second round? It depends on what the six and seven seedings do, I guess. But uh, Tampa could potentially play Green Bay in the second round, I would think. But okay, okay. Let's go around the horn real quick. We'll give our NFC prediction, and then we'll move to the AFC. I'm sure that we could still change this in a week, depending on matchups. JJ, we'll start with you. And if you want to pass, we're going to come right back to you on the way back. So you have to make a pick. <laughs> I'll go. Yeah, that's right. I'll go Packers. Packers. I mean, I Coach. don't like the price plus two, two to one. I don't but, like the price know, I, either. I yeah. Coach. Uh, I'm, I'm actually going to go with Tampa Bay. I, I just, after everything I said, I kind of talked myself into that defense really stepping up and I, I think Tom Brady figures it out. Yeah. So let's put it this way. If you talk through Tampa Bay there for a few minutes and didn't end up taking Tampa Bay, <laughs> like, what did we just do with our time? I'll go with the saints. <laughs> what did I just do with the last few minutes of my year of 2020? Just wasted it on that. Yanni, what are you feeling for NFC? 
I think like JJ said, I, I, I can't go against that Packers team. I'm assuming they're going to get home field here. I just, I can't do it. I, I do like the argument for the bucks there. Like I said, I also like the value with the Seahawks, but overall, I just, I, I can't, I can't do it. I got to go with Packers. I'm with you guys. The value I believe lies with the Seahawks Tampa a little bit more coach. Talk me through that. I want to see Tampa in Green Bay. I don't care what round it is. I know it's not going to be first round because Tampa is going to play some dog shit CFL team, basically. But I want to see that matchup. (laughs) And I want to see if, you know, what coach says rings true. And also what we saw down, what was it, week four or five? And that was down in Tampa. If that can ring true a little bit more. Who knows? It might be out of hand, though. It did get out of hand. And Rodgers was just like, screw this. I'm going back to Green Bay. (laughs) Yeah. But mm-hmm. who knows? Green Bay might have a 55-degree day in January. Mm-hmm. They won't. I lived there for a couple years. It sucks in January. <laughs> it sucks. And the first night I was there it was negative 15. I wanted to just drive my car into Lake Erie. But you never know. Maybe 2021 <laughs> will grace us with a 55-degree day for the <laughs> NFC Championship. Let's go to the AFC. <laughs> That's a long drive to Lake Erie from Wisconsin, by the way. That's like, <laughs> Lake Michigan. Jesus. Whatever man. it was. Well Lake Michigan. Done. I lived next to Lake Michigan for what three or four years, and I just said Lake Erie for some reason. Because I spent probably because I spent one year back in the day in Buffalo, also. That's on Lake Erie, I know there for a go. fact. Lake Michigan. The car well almost done. went into Lake well Michigan. Done. It went into one of those great lakes, not Lake Superior. Anyways, 